0: What happens to the retail store specialist when retail goes online? Next on Remote Space. Hello? Uh, yeah, right. I'm sending that over in an hour. The meeting today? Another one? Hold on one sec. Enough! <laughs> Working from home, not as much fun as you imagined. Remote Space explores the tools and philosophies we use as we work more remotely. We'll talk to experts who have mastered remote work, those studying the shift in how we work, and those learning on the run. Here's your host, Doug Thomas. Ethaniel Sinclair has over a decade of experience in retail. From managing stores and staffs, the last five years in Microsoft stores, Ethaniel loves the high-energy, face-to-face interaction in the world of retail. Like many of us, he had to delve into the unknown of doing his job online, including a new version of the busy holiday season. Ethaniel, welcome. Um, I, I want you to tell me a, a little story, either your time online or when you were back in the Microsoft store. But tell me a time when a, a customer came in. Well, let's say, for lack of a better word, they, they were just disgruntled. And they left a happy customer because of the work you did or what your staff did that you witnessed. Uh, Is something come to mind?
1: Oh, yeah. I have a a lot of examples with that. It's actually a a little bit of a twist to this one. So when being in D.C., um, in the D.C. area, we did have a good amount of our customers that were in the store were uh, teens. So they were teens, young adults people that's pretty much growing up and starting to learn their way around the world. And sometimes those teens make very good decisions and sometimes they don't make really good decisions. We did have a teen that was in the store. He was a customer uh, because he did purchase multiple, you know, controllers and stuff like that from us. One day he decided to place one of the controllers that we had on display into his bag. And, you know, proceed to leave the store with it. In that moment, you know, we, we caught on to it. We saw it. And he's a regular, you know, he was a regular customer someone that comes back into the store all the time. And when he came back into the store, uh, you know, I had a conversation with him. I, I confronted him and I had a conversation and I asked him about the controller. I didn't know that there was a customer at our answer desk listening in onto the interaction that me and the young man was having. I asked him about it. At first he denied it. And then I told him, I was like, listen, we have it on camera, you know, and we can decide to go about this one of two ways. I was like, you know, I can call mall security and have you removed from the store. And I was like, but I don't want to do that. And I asked him, you know, why did you steal the controller? And he told me that, you know, he would, some of the things that he was stealing from locations, he was selling so that he would be able to, you know, buy food. So that he'll be able to eat. Um, So, once he said that, that kind of took me back a little bit. And the first thing that jumped into my mind is, well, how can I help this person lead better than the way that I found them? So, I let him know. I said, okay, so this is what we're going to do. I asked him if he had a resume. He told me he did not have a resume. And I said, okay, so we're going to fill out a resume. He said he's not interested in filling out a resume. So, I said, okay, you cannot be interested in filling out a resume. Or I can call mall security, which will then notify the police and then we'll handle it that way. And he was like, I would rather not. So I said, OK, so what we're going to do for the next 45 minutes is sit down and we're going to before you leave here, you're going to have a resume. And long story short, we sat down, we got the resume done, printed it out for him, also emailed a copy of the resume to him. And I let him know, like, this is what you can now use to live a better life instead of walking around and and stealing things from locations, because that's not a, a good thing. Afterwards, the customer that was listening in came over to me and said that they've never seen a manager handle a situation like that. And because of that, they will forever shop with Microsoft and forever shop at our location because of the integrity of the people that Microsoft hires. Like That was one of the things that the person said. And that's something that just sticks with me to this day. Oh my gosh. I feel like I just, that's it. We're, we're done with the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Go back.
0: You've, uh, that's a, a fabulous story. But that's part of that realm of retail of how one action can cause another action. And things that are talking the store and we'll get into that but just uh, talk to me let's let's go back a year ago January of 2020 you're working uh, in the DC store you're managing what what, what are your duties a, a year ago at this time
1: so a year ago at this time i am a store manager working out of our Pentagon City location the Pentagon City location we dealt with a good amount of government customers our location literally was not even a two minute walk from the actual Pentagon. That's why our our store was called the Pentagon City location. But we would deal with a lot of our uh, government customers would would come in and, and interact with us. But my duties were pretty much overseeing the everyday operations of the store, making sure that our customers and our employees were one hundred percent being taken care of. I put a lot of focus on about on our employees because I felt. You know, the better our employees are, then the better they'll take care of customers. So a year ago today, I was literally standing in physical locations, just managing a store, managing teams and managing customers. And how long have
0: you been uh, working with, in Microsoft stores? And has it always been out of uh, the D.C. area?
1: So I've been working with Microsoft retail for it's five and a half years now. It hasn't always been out of the D.C. area. I'm originally from New Jersey. I started with Microsoft in our Garden State Plaza location in New Jersey. And uh, before you started at Microsoft, had you worked retail other places? Yes. So before Microsoft, I was with Apple for uh, two years. And previous to Apple, I was with Best Buy. And I was with Best Buy for 11 years.
0: To be totally honest, which of the three stores had the best uh, things to wear?
1: Microsoft. (laughs) (laughs) Hands down, Microsoft. Although... Although I did I did really enjoy the muted colors on our Apple uniforms like cuz you know the the Apple uniforms were mainly like earth tones and and muted and darker colors. I did enjoy that, but you know, I was able to play with the colors with with some of my wardrobe with our Microsoft colors. Uh, full disclosure, uh, I
0: worked in it hasn't been this century, but in the last century I did about a dozen years of physical retail and managed for about 8 of those years. So some of this stuff is, I, I assume, universal and stays uh, through the end of time. But what was a, a favorite part of the job? What was like either on a daily basis or, or, or once in a while? What, uh,
1: what was something that really spoke to you about love and retail? Human interaction. Just that human interaction. Watching people develop, watching everyone come together, sometimes not having good interactions and then figuring it out or having amazing interactions, but just the whole human element just, I truly, truly, truly enjoyed it. I'm, I consider myself to be a people person and working in retail, it just filled that need that I have of of wanting to interact and wanting to talk to people and wanting to learn and meet new people. So retail, just it just fed that and it, and it kept me going. Well,
0: back in March, when we start shutting down stores, And then we start saying we're just going to be online. So I'm curious to know from shutting down the stores to working online, how quickly was your staff able to start helping people again
1: after the store
0: is physically
1: closed? I would say no less than 30 days. We pretty much just transitioned everything that we did in person to online online. So, you know, letting, letting the customers know that we are now, we're still available for you, but we're just available online because of, you know, the the state of the world uh, with COVID. And let's take it from both angles. How did customers
0: deal with that? I mean, because customers know about being online and taking calls for customer service all the time. There's other companies that that's totally what they do. So did customers find it just natural to Pick up a phone and, and talk to someone in a Microsoft retail position? Not at all. So, oh,
1: okay. <laughs> we've had a good amount of our customers that have walked through, especially the Pentagon City location. I met offhand, I could name close to five customers that we have a, a every week relationship with that they would come into the store. But it was, it, you know, it was more than that. But a lot of the customers they were concerned about us. They were like, well, what is happening with the people that I grew to love and grew to trust so much with my device? Because they would always come in. One of the main benefits of Microsoft uh, retail is customers can come in, and have a question on their computer, and we'll sit there and we'll we'll give them a tutorial on their whole computer. We'll show them how to use Word. We'll show them how to use Windows. We'll show them how to use just different aspects of the computer. And they would always come in because we became a resource for them. So once we closed locations, their main thing was, well, who do I go to now? And we said, well, we're available for you online. And they're like, I want you guys. I don't want the online people. I want you guys. So it was a, a little bit of a rougher transition for our customers i will say was there any way that
0: let's say i'm in the in my area the seattle university store and i want to talk to those people was there any way for customers to be able to try to find their particular staffs that they knew
1: no it was like once you go online and once you go that way you're going to get it. Like at the end of the day with Microsoft, you're going to get somebody that's going to be great and going to help you. But those customers and the majority of our customers, they built relationships with us and they're like, well, I understand that this person on the end is really good, but I, I highly doubt that they are as good as the people that I know. And I'd rather work with the people I know sure it makes
0: sense. So let's flip the the equation. You have years and years of experience of being in retail and being a people person. Uh, you're switching now to an online
1: environment. Talk to me about that. Talk about flipping somebody's world upside down and just shaking them. That's exactly what happened because I've been in retail for over 16 years and a retail that I have been a part of has always been that in-person human interaction type of retail. I'm big on being able to pick up on nuances, reading body language, uh, facial expressions, and stuff like that. And once you flip it and you go online, you have to kind of learn how to to interact with people completely differently because you don't you don't have those nuances. You can't tell if something that you just said. Didn't resonate with the with the person on the receiving end as well because you don't have that facial expression to tell you that anymore. So it became a little bit, not a little bit, it it was difficult. So I gotta think again as a, as this whole
0: the whole world's you know changed into this online world, and and I know you know the managers we've spoken to on this podcast have those same issues. Is they can't read the room, they can't read the body language. Uh, if the video's not turned on, they they can't read the voice on the other end. I would think your job being more laser focused on customer intent and and where the customer is. I'm curious, what some things you think you've picked up that have helped you
1: in these eight or nine months that you've been doing more online work? I had to pay more attention to my team and I had to pay more attention to our customers. And with me paying more attention, I started to pick up just the verbiage that was being used, just let's say in messaging and email, trying to decipher tones, which I'd never recommend anyone to do. Don't ever try to decipher a tone of an email or a message because <laughs> you you never know what the person meant on that, and or you never know what they were feeling when they sent it. You try to you know decipher it on your own, but you know just being able to look at at just different verbiage that's being used, something as simple as. Let's say if I'm having a a regular conversation with you, but we normally just chat. And normally, let's just say you type seven sentences, but now all of a sudden in our interaction, you're typing five words. So picking up on that, like, okay, something's off with Doug, because normally our conversations are a little more lengthier than this. So let me see what's going on. So just looking at, just picking up on different nuances and having to really pay attention and dial in even more. So that's one of the adjustments that I definitely had to make.
0: When you and your staff are working with customers, you're doing it
1: just with audio? Are, are cameras turned on at all? It depends because in my role now, I oversee three different segments for Microsoft. So I oversee a sales team, I oversee a support team, and then I'll also oversee a training team. The training team, They interact with larger groups of customers, and most of the time, either they're on camera because they're they're, they're doing the training and we have someone moderating that's monitoring that, but the sales team is never really on camera with customers. That is completely through email or through chat or through uh, phone calls. So of that staff that you had of
0: 20, it sounds like you've expanded some of your duties Is a lot of that central staff still with you or they've gone on, you know, they've just gone into kind of this different groupings, as you say.
1: No, they're still with me. So uh, our core, our core team is still together. Um, You know, we, we do have people that, you know, want to, Advance their careers, so they're always looking for for new opportunities. And when those opportunities, you know, show themselves, they apply and and go ahead and move forward with things. But for the most part, the core team is is still together. That's great.
0: Um, and then you know you get another curveball in mid year when Microsoft announces that Microsoft stores uh, around the world will close down. will have these occasional experience centers, but. Uh, we won't
1: go back into physical retail. That's got to be another shock to the system. Talk about a shock to the system when I got when I received the email. I was in a um, we call them stand up. So at nine in the morning, that's how we get our day started. The team comes together and we, you know, we go over some information from yesterday, uh, go over the information for today, set some goals for today, and, and see what's going on in that meeting. I received the email and I was on camera oh my God. and I just remember one of my team members saying, what's wrong? And I'm like, did y'all just get this? And I, I I made sure I looked at the email first to make sure that everyone received it. So once I seen that everyone received it, I said, I asked him, I said, did y'all just receive this email uh, from David Porter? And they was like, uh, no. And, I, and then someone was like, yeah, I just seen it. And I was like, yeah, I think we should read this together. <laughs> We learned, like me and my team learned about it at the same exact time. Same exact time. And that was a, there was so many different emotions. One of the main emotions that was felt was people were scared. They were really scared. They were like, okay, what does this mean? What does this mean for us? Like, I have a family. I I don't, what does this mean? So they were scared. Yeah, Myself, you know what I mean? I was like, what is going on?
0: Sure. Exactly. I mean, and to to be in that team atmosphere when it happens is unique. I would think. There's a the question: Are you still a store manager? Is that your title? Is that will be? Is that what your, the position is still?
1: Yes. Currently, right now, I am. I am still a store manager. There's going to be. There should be some changes. But as of currently, right now, I am a. I am a store manager. And I'm, you know,
0: being a Microsoft myself, I know a lot of times what your title is and what you're doing here. Different things, yep. um, and but one of the ways that we looked to evolve that interaction with customers was for the holiday season. Uh, we introduced a, a personal shopping appointment. Talk to me about
1: that and how that's
0: different from what you were doing uh, in the summer. So
1: now, with the personal shopping appointment, we only, it was a select few members of the of the team, and it, a lot of them were the hand raisers. Uh, the ones that said, "Listen, I I want to do this," but that alone brought back the feeling of, "Hey, I'm interacting with a human." Uh, now it's happening online, but this there was straight video. So let's just say if a customer's online shopping and looking, and they see, oh. Ooh, the new Surface Studio. Let me check this out. And down at the bottom there's an option to chat with someone. They select that option, they're chatting with the person. And then one of the my team members says, Hey, would you like a live demonstration of it? Or do you want to talk about this on camera? And the person on the other end says, Yeah. And then now you have a you're now having that human interaction, that 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 back and forth. How's that feel? It felt really good, especially for the team. Like they were excited because they started to talk about their interactions that they're having with their customers more. Because now it's that I've seen my customer and I actually know what the customer on the other end looks like instead of it just being a voice on the other end.
0: That's great. And are we continuing uh, this past the holiday season? I mean, it's still happening now.
1: Yeah, still happening. Definitely still happening, and that's something that's going to be, that's going to be something that's just going to be a part of of the buying experience when you shop with Microsoft. Great. So uh, holiday season,
0: December. I've I remember them. I ended retail, but every December for maybe three, or four years afterwards, I always felt like I was in retail. I mean, it's a for retail. It's 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 big sales. It's big energy. Big emotion. Uh, how was
1: holiday twenty twenty for you? holiday twenty twenty for me was completely different holiday twenty twenty I realized how much my kids get on my nerves because <laughs> <laughs> this was my first time literally my first time in sixteen years that i was that I was able to from i'll say Halloween all the way up until january was able to spend all of the holidays with my family and my birthday is November 22nd. So that's the fourth week in November. And we all know the fourth week in November is Thanksgiving. And with retail, Thanksgiving means Black Friday. So I barely celebrated my birthday working in retail because that was like the Super Bowl of all retail days. My birthday fell on Black Friday, I think seven times. My birthday actually fell on Black Friday while working in retail. Uh, how, how old are your kids? My kids, so I have a 12-year-old. I have an 11-year-old. I have a six-year-old and I have a three-year-old. Wow, you have a full
0: house. Do you occasionally want to put the 12-year-old on the customer sir, on the line with the customer just to
1: give them a break? I, I want to put the three-year-old on. <laughs> <laughs> Might I add one thing? It, it felt weird. This year really felt weird because normally throughout this time, through the holidays in retail, once Halloween hits, you know, like, okay, it's time to get ready to ramp up because we got Halloween. We got that little lull with Halloween, but then November's here. And then we got Black Friday. And after Black Friday, it is an absolute zoo from Black Friday all the way through the return season. So I you know up until like right now in January, this we would be considered in return season right now where customers are coming in and wanting to do return in exchanges. This year, I'm used to throttling up and I'm throttling down. And it was times where I felt like I need to be doing something like there should be something happening. But there was really nothing to happen. Yeah, it's it's muscle memory.
0: I had I had the same thing. I I said did uh, years of retail. I was in, I was in uh, video stores, and then I I worked at Amazon, which was still retail, but it was a different set. And it was just like I mean, we did a lot of our work in November, but December comes around, and like the second week of December, I start thinking I should be doing something more. And then when I came to Microsoft, and I'm totally out of retail, I mean, people start thinking about long vacations. And, you know, well, we're not going to get a lot done. And, you know, because we only have two weeks in December. And I had to go into my manager, who luckily I knew from Amazon and said, okay, I'm, I'm smart enough, but I still have to ask, is there something I should be doing? Cause my
1: body's telling me I better get going on something. Yeah. And she just laughed, just laughed. Yeah, hilarious. Cause I had to get myself going to the point where I started cleaning up the house more. I think I rearranged the living room like three or four times. And my fiance is <laughs> looking at me like, yeah, we've got to get you out of the house. Like, this is I'm not good.
0: <laughs> and with any holiday season, even though it's different,
1: was there a hot item that people were talking about more than anything else? Yeah, the, the, the Xbox Series X. Ah. That was definitely, definitely the hot item You know, for the, for the holidays this year. Did anyone want to try to buy the refrigerator? Uh, not that I know, but that refrigerator looked it, it looked amazing.
0: <laughs> it For anyone doesn't know, someone made a joke that the Xbox looks like a refrigerator, and Microsoft actually made a few of them. You can go online and see them. It's uh, it's pretty fun. On that, was there a hot item in the house that you
1: were around the house this holiday season, and we better take advantage of that? The hot item in within my household, um, because my household is not ran by the parents; it's ran by the three year old. <laughs> So the hot, the hot item in the household was anything LOL. So <laughs> anything LOL. I, I I've stepped on a couple LOLs. I snuck and threw a couple of them out. But uh, you know that's just between us and the listeners. Oh yeah, we won't be telling anyone
0: else. About it. Ethan Sinclair is a store manager at a Microsoft Stores, which you can find online, and you can work with him, his staff, and the rest of them on your Microsoft products, your questions. You'll find the same amount of customer care. as so if this podcast showed you anything, it's just when you're talking to someone representing a Microsoft store, there is a an array of things that you can talk about, and they will take the time to do that. And if you even try shoplifting – there's a man for you in the D.C. area who would be good to talk to. Nathaniel, thank you so much for coming on a remote space.
1: Thank you, Doug, and I definitely appreciate it. Yet yeah, you're doing a good thing here, and it definitely feels good to get this energy out and get this conversation out because I feel I feel like I, I accomplished some things this year, and this conversation with you also helped me realize that. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. More than welcome.
0: Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to hear more stories and lessons learned from those working in the remote space.